This episode of Pondering Nerdcast was brought to you by GamingRebellion.com. Join the community today at GamingRebellion.com, where it's more than just games. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pondering Nerdcast. This is episode 64, and welcome back to the show for you who are like on a good... I don't know, Sunday morning, you're listening to Sunday morning and your long commute to somewhere, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, here with me tonight is Alyssa Spector. Hey, guys. And Castle. Hey, what's up? All right. And I'm Lance John. I just realized I never say my name in any of the shows. <laughs> so I've just been a talking head the whole time. <laughs> I should warn you, you may, well, actually, no, you won't hear it, actually, but I, I might get a little distracted at the moment. I've been telling the guys off um, before we started recording that I am now in a battle with Sony <laughs> and trying to log into my goddamn account so I can <laughs> download and play, um, you know, that, that, beta, just that, that little game that's coming out. Apparently, you can. But but don't let but don't forget to let the people know. It's such a shame. He's a play. He's a he's a PC person and he forgot his. So now he's going back to PSA and he forgot his own. Gamer tag, you say? Yeah, because I, I don't. <laughs> That's a shit. Like my PS4 and Xbox just sits there and collect a nice, healthy level of dust on Aww. every because I just stuff. got a, I literally just got an email and it says, "Okay, all right, cool. Now I got the link to change my password." <laughs> <laughs> that only took me half a day, guys. Only took me half a day. You too can also achieve this. <laughs> anyway, you didn't come here to listen to my woes about logging into my PlayStation, um, you know, network crap. So, you know, we'll see. Um, let's get started with some tech news here, or I should say science news. Uh, I guess tech and science, same thing, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of. I mean, there's, there's technical science. There's like medical science. There's, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, but who knows? Anyway, um, let's get started, shall we? Uh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. My mic is like, it sounds a little weird, like it sounds like it's far away from me. That's <laughs> so weird. Okay, so, alright, so three, two, one. Yeah, let's get started with some tech news here. And uh, if you are a, I guess a big, you know, astronomy nerd or a geek or whatever. Like, you just love everything space. Like, you just, you follow Neil deGrasse Tyson like a, like a stalker and all that <laughs> stuff. All that good stuff. So, um, NASA, or I should say, I, I, this is what, the European, uh, I forgot their name, but I think NASA as well made this announcement this week that they have found seven, yes, count them, seven planets that are roughly the size of Earth. Either a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller, but they're saying that these are seven planets that can sustain human life. They think uh-huh. you know? so, or I guess M class planets or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Who knows? Um, and and get this, it's only forty light years away. Only forty light years. Only forty. You know, so it's like, what you know, so you guys, you, like, say, let's say Elon Musk, our savior, um, 
It was like, all right, I'm going to build a ship. It's going to be a generational ship. We're going to these planets. Who will sign up? You guys down? But how long is 40 light years? <laughs> well, so each light year is, is equivalent to one of our years, right? So it will literally right. take you 40, 40 years to get there if Jeez. you were traveling at the speed of light. Now, given that we have nothing, <laughs> there is no vehicle that we have on Earth at all, anywhere, anywhere on the planet that can travel at the speed of light, not even close to it. Speed of sound, but not the speed of light. Um, so imagine, like, pretty much it would take us, this is my only estimate, I could be completely wrong, but with our current fastest vehicle that we have, will take... Maybe 80 to 150 years. Shit. So, <laughs> so you're down? Yeah. Nah, you have to, like, create a whole generation of people traveling to the, <laughs> traveling to the planets. Nah. Um, okay, yeah, I hear you. Because um, I, I guess this is, is cool. Um, it's a cool discovery. Um, like I had some, a few friends, I had a friend asking me like, why did they just discover it now? And I had to explain to her the whole concept of how long it takes light to travel to us, hey, you know, so mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, to explain it like, okay, so if something is 40 light years away, it's going to take 40 years for the light to reach us. So what we're seeing now is the earth 40 years ago, um, from the images that we're receiving now. So wow. we don't really know what is like. Um, what it really is like on that planet, you know. So there's a bunch of theories and stuff like that. So it's kind of weird, like as it's it's weird how, uh, it's weird how like time travel, like it, it's kind of weird how time behaves in space versus how we view it here on Earth, you know. So there is that. So to, these to pictures, we're looking at these planets from the 1970s. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty much how we're 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 viewing that right now. So, yeah, you know, go figure. (laughs) So until we create like even and the thing is, even if we were to create faster than light travel um, right now, we don't have the technology to physically go past that. You know, there might be some sort of robot or some sort of ship that can do it, but not with a human inside of it. We will die, you know. So that's why. movies like star wars and star trek or the concept of it they have warp drives or wormholes like they punch through pretty much a wormhole is probably the most ideal and realistic way to travel from earth to these planets because it's like folding it's like taking it's uh, like teleporting pretty much because it's like um it's bending space and time like you're folding it in on itself so it's like just imagine a straight line and you're at one end of the line and it plants at the other end what um, wormhole does is actually take both ends and then bring them together so you literally just jump from one to the next um, and it will be like almost no time has passed at all but is but, that is that safe for us like um, if we have a, a ship that can withstand because the thing is because we've never been in the wormhole, because uh, I think the only thing the only thing we ever viewed as a wormhole is when um, uh, a black hole happens. Pretty much, that's mm-hmm. like a wormhole. It's like everything has been sucked in and crushed, even light. So, because we can't measure what's happening inside of those things, um, 
it may or may not kill you. <laughs> and we don't even know if it like if it's full of radiation, if it's, you know, like it, it could be all kind of crazy shit that could happen to the human body or you might mm-hmm. go insane. Who knows, you know? But given that even though we were able to travel from one end of the spectrum, like say it's travel from Earth to one of these seven planets, we will more or less almost like we travel 40 years into the future from someone on Earth's perspective, you know? So it's kind of weird unless we're able to create faster than light communication things, which we could probably do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a cool discovery, but kind of sucks for us humans because we're probably never going to see it in our lifetime. So Aww. unless, you know, unless aliens come and give us a technology, <laughs> so, you know, that's just it's it's time space and all this stuff. But I should say that some of this stuff is like theoretical so but hey we'll just have to wait and see anything's yeah anything is possible at this point (laughs) so we'll see anywho moving on to some more technology stuff here in our, our time and something that's happening now um so stanford researchers were able to develop a brain control type in for people with paralysis um, so there's a video, there's going to be a video in the show notes and whatnot that you can check it out. It's on YouTube. And, um, I would say be prepared for when you see the subject that's using this apparatus to type with your mind, it's a huge fucking plug coming out of her head. <laughs> just, I'll just let you know that it's is like, it, is it like attached to her head or they just strap it to her head? Um, if I am correct in what I am seeing here, I think what they did was drill the hole in her head, put electrodes in there, and then attach the thing. Oh, <laughs> I heard some music there. Um, wasn't like me. They had, <laughs> like they drilled the hole of some of some sort, and Goodness. you know, cause that's, I think that's the only way that could work. Like right now, because it's a huge fucking plug and it's like a huge wire coming out of the head. And, you know, I mean, it's working. It's direct link. Can't get no better than that. Right. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm watching the video now. And yes, he is unscrewing this thing from her damn skull. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I think it's it's great that they're fascinating can enable people. The you know, Mm. they can give people the ability to. uh to type via you know they're giving people a way to communicate um mm. while they're paralyzed which i think is great but that's still scary as hell i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it's almost like the equivalent of the matrix how they had the huge like ports in the back yeah. of their necks and that was kind of how did spine. i take a shower with that I'm, I'm assuming they unplug it and maybe she has like a cap to put over <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's like waterproof or something. Or she just put on like a shower cap and not think about it. <laughs> you know. Mm. I mean, from the video that I'm seeing here, she's able to actually type out full sentences. It's a bit slow, so I'm guessing this thing can't really translate thoughts fast. You know, because there's nothing faster than the speed of thought. You know. So, no, yeah. I hear that, but I'm wondering, like, what? How would this work if, like, you have it attached and you suddenly, like have a quick thought like you think you think about something like something that's not a word in a in a split moment like how would that work hmm that's true i mean because because at the same time 
like from like having a human brain interface to a machine which is only pre-programmed by another human being that can only accept certain commands i i had it and mean i don't know that's a that's a good i don't know, I don't know Alyssa. Damn. i'm wondering um, how it works like are they thinking of a picture of the letter are they thinking are they focusing on the dot to like move to the different letters to spell a word it's um I'm wondering how it works unfortunately i didn't get to watch the whole video in its entirety so i'm not entirely sure how it's enabling the person to actually type out anything. Um, but, you know, they're saying that right now, this is like in his trial phases and stuff like that. Uh, and they're saying it, it, it interprets neural signals. So, and I guess the computer itself, it, it would have to be pretty fast or pretty robust to even like handle okay. that sort of information. Or like, how do you take what we consider to be natural thought and turn it into ones and zeros, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I think that's pretty fascinating because it goes to show you that I guess Elon Musk, this is the second time I mentioned him again today. Um, <laughs> he did say that at one point we all will be one with, uh, with machines at some point oh, <laughs> or God. something like that. So maybe this is the beginning, the guys. It's going to be the Matrix. <laughs> all over the show. <laughs> all, all of it. So uh, I, it's pretty fascinating medical technology. So. We shall see, man. We shall see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool. And who knows? Maybe one day we'll be able to get certain technology to augment our senses or whatever. Um, or solve Alzheimer's and whatnot. Like, uh, if you've been watching Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., you too can also live in a virtual reality forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or, or um, most recently, Black Mirror. Uh, Black Mirror episodes and stuff like that. So, we'll see how that works out. Um. Anywho, uh, moving on to some film news here. Um, I, I wouldn't really consider this too much of a film news. More like, hey, what is this person up to now? Um, so this is um Dwayne's favorite person, by the way. Um, <laughs> Ronda Rousey is now returning to the small screen. Now, here's the thing. Before we even get into this article, my. I ha- can you guys point out to me when Ronda Rousey was ever on the small screen? I would say as a U, like in UFC. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, besides that, like when I think small screen, I think television show, not like reality sporting shows or anything like that. Like, and I'm trying to like trying to rack my brain. Like, did she do anything else besides MMA? Like, I don't really, I can't remember anything she was in. Like at um, all. Besides I don't know. her, you know. Her movie um haywire was wait was she in haywire no she wasn't in haywire i don't think she was in haywire um i don't think she's been in any uh, like television stuff well she's been on drunk history apparently huh. maybe that counts <laughs> i guess that counts uh she's been oh she movies. was in entourage oh so she was in entourage she was in um, a japanese American- game show Oh, the American judoka, whatever that is. <laughs> it's like a... I I I don't know. Um... Oh, she's the producer on Roadhouse, like the new Roadhouse that's coming out. Yeah, remember we talked about it? I think in one episode. Oh yeah, no, that's I know that was coming out, but I didn't know she was involved. Yeah, she. You know. Remember I was telling you, she's basically gonna be doing um, Patrick Swayze's role. She's gonna be the. Bo- uh... So she's gonna be a female bouncer. Right, she's gonna be the bouncer. That's why I remember I was telling you how 
basically it's gonna be a, a like a little twist. So now <clears throat> we gotta see the guy running around where you're scared. Oh, I can't fight. Help me! While wow. you know, around the right, everybody's ass in there. You know. Okay. No. Yeah, I mean, hey, she's um, going forward. That I thought she was in Haywire, but I guess that was the other another MMA fighter. Um, I don't know yeah. too much about her except that I know she's a huge Pokemon fan. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a huge geek, like a huge fucking. There's geek like a fan. video of her doing a fighting montage wearing a Pikachu suit. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. Like she's a um, hardcore yeah. Pokemon fan. I, I I met a few. I met two people like that today that was still playing Pokemon Go, which was like, you're oh my god, you're like one of the ten people still playing. Awesome. <laughs> it's like. Well, yeah, they just came out with 80 new Pokemon, so. Oh, okay, wow. Came out with Generation 2. It will never be back on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so sure, she will be debuting, I guess not debuting, but she will be back on on a small screen um, on a show called Blind Spot, which I've been meaning to watch. Um, And that's about it, apparently. So she's gonna be there, and she's gonna be on Duck Dynasty, uh, Drunk History, as in a non-speaking part. No, no, that was um, last year actually. Um, and apparently, she's been attached to seven, like to other different acting projects that are coming up. Um, now the UFC career is over. That's why you know she gotta do something else. While I'm just, yeah, which is fine. I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, like you know, while while you're still, let's just say, while you're still kind of hot in the limelight, where people still wanna you know try you out with stuff, you still gotta take these chances now because. We, I mean, like we could just see by basically her last two fights, like she's not gonna. If she goes back, it'll be a miracle. But all I'm gonna say is, like in my opinion, like I said, I'm not in her head. I just have to like you know analyze. I can say like her career is practically over, but she has to do something else. And she did acting. She wasn't um, I mean, big screen wise, Fast Furious Seven, and then you know, so she could do so you know her little. She could do little roles now, get her stardom here, and keep moving her way up. And who knows, she could forget about UFC. And then do her fighting in real movies mm. instead of on a, instead of getting all them big old scars on her face in in, in an octagon. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> move on to something less dangerous. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, girl. Do what you gotta do. So yeah, she's gonna be in Blind Spot. If you watch that show, I guess it'll be a, a treat for you. you know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, but you know, we shall see. And apparently, according to this article she was it says blind spot follows jamie alexander best known for her oh my bad so that actress in blind spot is known for her role in thor um okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) apparently she wakes up with no knowledge about her past life oh she now they're talking about the show so never mind (laughs) if you if you never if you if you've seen blind spot you don't know what i'm talking about i guess go check it out whatever (laughs) i don't care um but yeah that's where Rousey's going back to, and apparently this made the news. So yeah, and that would probably be as much sport we ever talk about it in the show. <laughs> uh, moving on to some more news uh, from the. Now I want to call him the Godfather of filmmaking, but I'm probably wrong about this. I, I will say he's a good filmmaker. You know, Martin Scorsese, who seems to never can never die because he's probably like 108 years old now. Um, and I say that lovingly because he's an old man that seems to like been making movies all my damn life. And, um, (laughs) he, um, pretty much, you know, he was recently at like, I guess at some sort of like speaking engagement or whatever and said that, 
um, more or less that Hollywood is over and that Netflix is the next big thing when it comes to making movies. Um, I believe it. Do you guys believe it? I believe it. <laughs> what about you, Dwayne? Uh, I'm 50-50. You don't, you don't think uh, Hollywood is over? That is over? Yeah, like it's... Because he's speaking on the side of like filmmaking. Like um, when it comes to putting out a movie and stuff like that. Because uh, I guess I should... Well, this is from my understanding about creating a movie for Hollywood versus creating a movie for Netflix. So say Dwayne has an idea for a movie. You know, first he has to write a script and everything like that and go and pitch it to some studio executive. Now, that's even if you can even find one. <laughs> it's like you know what I'm saying? So you push it out there to this person. Hopefully they don't steal your idea. <laughs> and well, then I I'll, I'll say this. You 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 reason why I can say 50 50, remember, like you said, you, when you push movie out for Highwood, you're spending millions and let's just say billions compared to let's say you're doing something for Netflix. I I'm not gonna say you're spending way less than you do to make a movie. Less less traveling and all that stuff. I remember the actors who do movies, they want, like you say, billions of dollars. Where the actors who just say do Netflix series, they'll take anything because they know from that point, if the show is good, they're moving on from there. So it's like, when it says dead, yeah, in a way, not fully, but it's going to eventually get there soon. Because, I mean, in my personal opinion, Hollywood has run out of ideas with too many remakes, in my opinion, on that part. That's what, that's what I feel on that. Superhero movies are gonna kill it. So I mean, I um my personal opinion. Um, um I would I, I wouldn't say that uh, Hollywood is running out of ideas. I think Hollywood is scared of ideas. That's yeah. that's what I think. I mean, yeah, because they done. Because think about it this way, that that to be too much of a purple this, but think about it like this: back in the day, let's say around the eighties and nineties, right? When you used to see, when you see um, horror movies or anything, you used to see, they used to be rated R, cussing, you see, you see like, you know, either women's breasts or guys' butts hanging out in the open. Now, <laughs> but, now but now when you get these scary movies, it's true. Now when you get these scary movies, with the PG-13, and you're like, what kind of PG-13 movie do for me? But then you realize all these movies that are coming it's out. It's money. It's just, yeah, it's just money, yeah. It, yeah. It's the truth. They they're so scared to make a move because it seems like this generation of movies, I guess we could say people, they know that they're so picky and quick to judge stuff. Oh, this is not right. This this is this is making something against women. This makes something against men. This makes something against racist. This racist. You know, they're just so scared to make a move. They just want to censor so much stuff to just make. Okay, here it is. Enjoy it. Right. So we don't care. Where, That's what it is now. I mean, I can I can see where they're coming from. I don't think Hollywood is dead. Uh, I just think instead of I, I feel like where Scorsese is coming from, he probably feels that you know most people that are going to the movies, uh, you know they're going to see a big blockbuster movie with like explosions and special effects, and you know mm-hmm. it seems like you know you always see at the top of you know the box office, it's like these big you know special effect action movies or stupid comedy movies or cartoon movies because you know most parents will bring their kids you know to the movie theater they want to see like this you know a hyperactive colorful cartoon movie that they can bring the whole family to and sit in the theater together 
um, and watch on the big screen. Uh, so I don't know, maybe he feels like it's better. Like drama doesn't really have a place in the box office anymore, unless, you know, unless there really is a really good word of mouth, but Impelling, yeah. like a lot of, you know, a lot of these movies, especially these Oscar nominated movies, um, I mean, you don't really hear about them until like around Oscar time, like La La Land, which is coming out, like all of a sudden. Never heard of it think... until that day. <laughs> <I was laughs> well, like, now, n- now I'm hearing it just came out, like I think around Christmas time. And it's like, I've heard of it, but now all of a sudden it's getting all this like praise. Buzz, yeah. And they're saying like, this may be like the like best picture at the oscars because it's all it's a musical and i i i love musicals so i would like to see this movie too but i didn't know about this movie until like you know now you know the oscars are coming i think this sunday yeah i think it's uh, happening this sunday i believe so yeah and uh you know a lot of these movies like i've heard of them but i didn't really really know about them until you know until these past few weeks and i'm like oh, okay that sounds interesting because a lot of these you know it's advertising too they constantly push like these big popcorn you know movies like lego batman movie and another superhero mm. movie and this cool action movie with special effects and you know and of course you know beauty and the beast because you know that's a big you know that was one of their most that was disney's most one of their most popular you know animated movies so everybody's hyping about that cuz live action it's got hermione from harry potter and uh these fancy special effects and it appeals to the nostalgia crowd and i don't know it's uh and you know i like drama but it's it's hard to get people in seats to watch a big drama movie like a drama movie on a big screen um i don't know i could be wrong but maybe they feel like netflix is a place for like more people can sit at home you know, being at home, it's more intimate, so you can, you know, get more, like, indulged watching this drama movie than you would at a theater. Because um, theaters, no, yeah, theaters I, are I distracting. <laughs> uh, well, depends on where you go. Um, <laughs> I would say, so, I think, you know, from what he, some of the stuff he's saying here, I think what he means by Hollywood is over is um, creatively they're done. Like, they're just not, like Dwayne was saying, that they ran, out of, they ran out of ideas or, you know, they're afraid of ideas. And Netflix, as you, if you, like, if you really took a good look at Netflix and look at all the different genres that they have there, there are stuff there that you would never, ever see on television. Oh, uh, yeah. Never you never see it in the theaters because the content is just too graphic for some people is it a too graphic too controversial or they just won't understand and there are some movies on there that pop up out of nowhere and just create this huge buzz for like a very little while but they wouldn't that they otherwise would have just been a failure in the box office so it's like you go in and a company put 30 million dollars in advertising dollars behind your your thing and then you just make 10 million dollars in the box office they're never going to touch you again because they're going to call you box office poison because mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day hollywood has become a money-making machine and it's a great marketing machine as well um but when it comes to like being a filmmaker or just being a creative in that sense where you can create a drama, comedy, short, um, 
or you know a documentary or something like that or like a like um I think Martin Scorsese what was his last movie Silence uh, about a Jesuit priest traveling in uh, Asia somewhere yeah and that stunk at the box office like no one cared <laughs> no one cared you know it's, and he has Martin Scorsese's name on it he's like you would think whenever he puts because he's known as a box office blockbuster guy you know mm-hmm. like he puts out a movie it's gonna do bangbusters you know no matter what this one not so much so i guess some people could say that oh well because your last movie failed that now you're 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 bitter <laughs> towards box office. but now, i don't think that's what he's saying i think that the whole process the traditional way of putting out a movie versus putting out a movie on netflix um it, it has to be refreshing because it's uh I, I would only imagine that it's refreshing to the filmmaker it has to be because you now have this freedom you don't have to worry about spending millions of dollars on advertising anymore you can literally just drop a picture on um facebook and that shit goes everywhere uh-huh. and you you didn't spend a goddamn dime besides the person who made the picture <laughs> like um. you know and it's like and that in its like you know there are people who are waiting right now for certain movies to pop up on Netflix, and and because Netflix doesn't have this whole hey guess what's coming it's kind of like they do that for some shows and some movies but not the majority of them because every now and then my my Netflix account hit me with hey there's a new season of blah 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 and they know I'm gonna watch it because I watched the other ones before you know uh-huh. and it, and it's so tailored to you as a person it's so like your Netflix account is so personal to you as a person it work that's why it works so good for people because it's cheap it's <laughs> custom made just for you and nobody else except you you know if you give out your <laughs> password to everybody um but I and, and I think that's where you have like okay uh dear white people there's a movie that came out a couple years ago and now it's going to be a series on netflix all right it's called dear white people and the internet lost their minds when they heard about this (laughs) (laughs) some guy said he's unsubscribing from netflix because this show promotes white genocide now obviously he's never seen the movie and he doesn't know anything about the content of what's going to happen i'm not even, and i'm not even going to explain anything if you really want to know what dare white people is about go watch the movie it's out for rental now so you go find it somewhere it was an independent film that came out a couple years ago um i didn't think it was the greatest thing ever i thought it was cute but i didn't really think it was great um but that's just me you know and but I, i'm interested to see what they do with a show because i hate commercials <laughs> I hate commercial. I want to watch my show. I want to watch it now. I want to watch it however I like, and they can kiss my ass with that. So it's like, and that's why I have decided to cut out cable out of my life and just keep it internet. Aww. I don't. I don't care. Like I literally don't care about what any of these other channels are doing anymore, because at some point all their shows would end up on my Netflix or Hulu, because they know that that's where you're going to get more eyeballs than anything else, you know. Uh-huh. And it's like. So I think it's just that you can have more creative freedom when it comes to online versus in the movie theater. And like Dwayne says, like, you know, how can you have a horror movie that's PG-13? That doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I agree with Dwayne. I'm you know? telling you, that, that, that's, that's how I have to judge him because it's like, like I said, they're scared to make a move. Because this, right. you, can, you can have a... 
you can have a horror movie. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that was, I was just going to say, perfect example. It, compare Daredevil, a Netflix series, to Daredevil movie. That went to the theaters. Right. Look, I'm just saying, look how be- look how better the movie came out being on Netflix. Why you say the series? Mm. Because there was there was really no boundaries. They made their own boundaries. If you want, if you want to say, so it was like, mm. imagine Batman versus Superman. If it, if it was a straight Netflix series, what they could have done with that? That's what I'm saying. It's like there's so much stuff you could say <clears throat> Netflix could do better because they're not worried about movies. Because think about it, you have a choice. You don't have to see it. You can just knock it off from your Netflix. You know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're not well, worried about it. Well, I was saying, you can make a horror movie that's PG-13. It, they just don't rely on blood and gore. They rely on, like, psychological horror. Like, Drag Me to Hell was uh, PG-13. The Ring was PG-13. Trevor's was PG-13. No, no, I'm not saying those movies were bad. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, you know, from, like I said, when I did the beginning, I said, don't call me a perv, because, like, they they tone down the, they tone down how they make movies because like I said mm-hmm. a lot of movies matter of fact perfect TV show um what was that movie show again it was it NYPD Blue um NYPD. yes yes that, that was pretty right. edgy for this time only <laughs> show I know they 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 would show a man's naked butt or a woman's naked butt <laughs> on TV <laughs> on TV now now you have Law and Order SVU you have regular Law and Order they never touch that. They, they, like I said, it's like, it, it's just that they're so scared. Like they're so scared of what the backlash is gonna be from from people who watch these shows. They're they're scared to offend anybody. That's why I said like Hollywood is just running scared right now. They 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 they're gonna still be around, but they're just running scared. <coughs> yeah, that's true. I agree. Well, I think- I I think I think like where he's coming from too, like. The whole idea that Hollywood, you know, has lost its creativity, again, I think it's because they know the moviegoers will go to the theater and watch these, again, these big blockbuster movies. They'll go to these movies that are, like, here's another sequel, here's another superhero movie, here's another Transformers movie, here's another, uh, you know, here's a remake of that thing you loved when you were a child. You'll go see it, you'll spend your money on it, (laughs) you'll go with your friends, with these, and put on the 3D glasses for these cool special effects, like... You know, it's it's hard to draw somebody in with like, you know, a drama movie unless, you know, it's a really, really good drama movie that has good word of mouth. But again, Hollywood is to blame, too, for not promoting these movies enough. They promote, again, the Transformers movie and freaking Baywatch movie that's coming out <laughs> later on. Well, that's well, that's basically that's. Well, I mean, don't blame Hyde for that. That's that's the people who want that's people who want their movie to go because they put millions in. So they spend millions to promote. If you don't have the money, you can't advertise. They feel like it's easy to put money in that because they know people will go see it regardless. Right. I ain't going to so watch it's a it's a vicious cycle. It's like they know people will go see it, so they spend money in it. That's what they invest the time and money into. They promote it. And we see it all the time, so that's the movies we get invested in, and you know the cycle goes around and around. Yeah, and waste countless conversation over too. <laughs> we need fight with geeks about whether or not Batman v Superman was great. <laughs> it was okay, people. It was okay, but again, that's my opinion. <laughs> it's my opinion, man. <laughs> but come on, Batman hitting Superman over the head with a sink. Come on. Sorry. Anyway, again, my opinion. 
It's just what it is. Um, but we shall see what happens. Let's see if Martin Scorsese is right or wrong. Who knows? Um, in my opinion, I'm excited to see what they both do. So we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on to some game news here. So we're about what? When this comes out on Monday, we'll be officially... Look at the calendar right now. It'll come out on next Friday. Like, yeah, we'll be like four days out. So right now we're like almost a week out um, for the Nintendo Switch to drop into your, you know, sweaty hands. um, For your dog or your cat to like lick or something. (laughs) Maybe your small child try to, you know hide your um joy cons in the microwave somewhere and turn it on <laughs> like, um so this thing is coming out very very soon i think the retail price is what 2.99 or something like that like it's like without a game or anything like that if you can find just the system um and there's an article here talking about how it's a technological work of art it's on forbes.com um, and Pretty much it's saying, like, you know, portability, how well the Joy-Cons work, um, that, you know, it's, like, kind of, like, much more high-end gaming on the go. Uh, somewhat even better than, like, the, the NVIDIA Shield, in a way. And, um, you know, I mean, that's, they're not, they, they, I found it interesting that they did not concentrate on the battery, battery life. Um <laughs> What was the battery life again? I believe it's six and a half hours with light use and about two hours or two and a half hours with like heavy gameplay. Um, so if you're like a Zelda fan, because we all know everybody's buying this game, just <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like, Even though you um, can get it on the Wii U, but come on, we all know yeah, you should get it for the new system the, that's coming for out. For the new system, yeah. So like, um, you know, you'll you're just you'll probably just be doing two and a half hours <laughs> for, for your um for your stuff. You no, know, that's just Nintendo's way of saying that it's still a, it's, it's mostly a home console. Yeah, which is which is fine. Like you know, I I don't mind it, and I and I you know I, I'll put put it this way: as a gamer, as an average gamer and stuff like that, I have always wanted to be able to take high end games that I've sit there for hours and played, and just play it on the go. Uh, you know, just because sometimes I have long commutes to work or going into the city or whatever the case may be. And I just need something to occupy my mind. And, you know, something like this is kind of like a dream come true for me um, because I just wanted to be able to do that. And, you know, I would say it, it's it's an interesting piece of hardware. Like it, like the Joy-Con, I think the best thing out of this whole thing is the Joy-Cons because they have a battery life of like 40 hours combined and that's pretty amazing you know mm-hmm. whereas i don't even know what the battery life on the xbox one controller is or the, or the ps4 controller is i know it ain't 40 hours so like with heavy gameplay you're not getting 40 hours out of that thing <laughs> it's like because mm-hmm. you know every every now and then i think hell what i've noticed from the xbox one to the xbox 360 is that the controller dies a lot faster um and I, I don't know what that's a, that's like a battery problem or whatever, but I think that's actually pretty cool. And then it has like USB-C uh, cables, like, you know, ports and stuff like that. That's actually more advanced than any handheld gaming console out there right now. Cause 
you know, um, USB-C is a brand new um, USB bus technology and it's like super fast and everything like that. So it's like, you don't, you know, that's usually reserved for like cell phones and now it's, it's on a console. So that should be cool there. But I don't know how much stuff you're going to be transferring back and forth on your, on your, um, you know, your, your Nintendo switch. <laughs> I think I'll mostly be playing it at home, even though. I love to take it with me on the go. I'd be too afraid to play that on a subway <laughs> in fear of like some kid coming up to me and just like yanking it out of my hands. So no, yeah, I completely understand. I'll play it on a bus because a bus I'm more secure because I'm sitting in a row and nobody mm-hmm. can just come up to me and yank it out of my hands. <laughs> no, it, it'll happen. Cause I remember when PSP first came out and things were going to snatch like crazy. Yeah. That's my oh, big yeah. fear. I mean, my fear was, was like that when playing with my 3DS too, but again, I would only play it on the bus. I would never play it. I would never take it out on a on a train in case, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we should tell people, like, we live in New York City, so <laughs> there are especially there if you're near, legitimate uh, concern. Especially if you're near Times Square. <laughs> I wouldn't take anything out. We all, we all experienced the grab and go. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, cause maybe because I'm just really a big dude, but you know. <laughs> my, my my first ten six four is a grab and go, just trying oh. just trying to get in the bus and snatch. Well, I try not to play on the train too, also because I'm when I'm on the train, I'm constantly trying to be aware from my uh trying to be aware of my surroundings, um to know like okay is this my stop? I can't tell. At least on the bus, I could tell when my stop's coming up because. You know, you can look outside. I can look outside <laughs> and be like, okay, yeah, it's, it's, this is coming up. All on the subway, it's like, okay, I'm in a tunnel. I have to probably take off my headphones to know where we are. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I well, I have to be aware of my surroundings of all time when I'm in a subway because I don't know. I'm paranoid. No, I'm afraid I'll get lost. <laughs> no, I I hear you. I hear you on that. Um. But yeah, so I mean, are you guys? I know, listen, I know you say you pre-ordered it already, right? So you're excited for it, or you're just kind of like meh on it right now? Like, what, no, I'm excited. Like? I'm just kind of upset at the moment because uh, I have so many other games that I need to play. So I'm like, oh, another system. I gotta get it. But <laughs> oh, I have all these other games I need to play. I still PS3 games I haven't finished. Mm. So many games, so little time. What about yeah. you doing? Are you getting the first uh, world switch? problems? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'll get the switch, but I'm I'm gonna be getting a second batch because, like I said, I I was reading a lot of stuff that's not gonna be available when it, when it, when it, at launch. So I was like, there's no hurry because they already said the um the virtual console to download games that's not that's gonna be off won't be available at launch. So I was like, did I get and there's so much other stuff yeah I get with it. So I was like, I got mad. I got other consoles and games I gotta beat. So there's no rush. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I mean, the same way. I'm not rushing either. I wasn't gonna pre-order it until they said, like, oh, there's limited pre-orders. And then I saw that, you know, that window of opportunity where it was still available on GameStop. So I was like, fuck it. I got a GameStop gift card. I'm going for it. <laughs> <sighs> I hope they took off the GameStop gift card because it didn't look like they did when I looked at my receipt. So we'll see. We'll see when the day arrives. I hear you. Um, I mean, hey, we'll see when it pops up, and I'm sure there's gonna be shit ton of streams when it does come out. Um, you know, people showing it off and everything like that, unboxing. I think there's like an unboxing right now for like the some people got Breath of the Wild. 
Yeah, I've seen a few people like showing it off already. Um, but I think Nintendo put it like an official unboxing, but I think it was like the Breath of the Wild Deluxe Edition. Um, yeah. Huge ass box. Yeah, I was tempted so. to get that, but I was like, <laughs> no, I, oh, why, why do you want my money, Nintendo? <laughs> Stop making me give you my money. For useless things. All, all your, all your monies come to us. <laughs> no. I'll just wait until the game comes out. I mean, like, they had like the... I could have pre-ordered the the Breath of the Wild like special edition with which came with like all these, you know, little, and you know, little sword. things, like a like oh, a master sword statue. But I was like, I, I don't need it as oh, much really? as okay. I was like as cool as it is. Like I don't need it. I want it, but I don't need it. <laughs> it's not a need, just a want. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would look really cool depending on where you like, you know, put it. Maybe, but it's like a mini. It's like a mini sculpture, so I'm like, uh, it's just gonna collect dust. Oh, on so the it's show. not even like a huge, like a bigger, like half no, or something. It's, like that. it's just like a mini sculpture of the the sword, and I guess like the additional stuff they give you is like, I don't know, decals or a case for your for, I don't know, the for the the switch. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Well, get your hands on the Nintendo Switch March 3rd. It's not like Nintendo actually needs any help from us advertising it, but whatever. <laughs> Let us know how you feel about it in the comments and everything like that, or just, you know, you know. one day we'll have a phone number you can call it, maybe, maybe. No, we're never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. I don't want to hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. Um, anyway, moving on to our last topic here. Um, so, Street Fighter 5? Yep. V? Seven, something. Five. <laughs> five. <laughs> Street Fighter Five. This has been five of them. Five. I think that's a wrong five number. Dollar. I feel like this is like um. Five dollar foot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so um, Street Fighter Five is headed. It's gonna be on TBS. That's right, Turner Broadcast Station, <laughs> the most redneck station ever. Will <laughs> will be having a um. A t- is this a tournament? Uh, Dwayne, this is a tournament, right? Yes, it's gonna um, be a tournament, um, invitational tournament. Um, basically, the story is based like um, <clears throat> E League has always been doing Counter Strike. I think it's Counter Strike Go. Wait, on E League on TBS as the invitation. What the hell is so? What the hell is E League? I thought it was only like MLG. What's going on? Here? No, no. <laughs> uh, the, the E League. I mean, well, they're not now they decided like you know they're gonna step their game onto the FGC, the fighting mm. game community. So. They, they, okay. um, they're gonna start doing invitationals to uh, Street Fighter Five, and I just found out recently. Um, one guy that I do follow, the good um, Street Fighter president, Long Long Island Joe, he just got his invitation to, to go there, so uh, he's gonna be part of the um the group that's going. I think they said sixteen, the top sixteen from um last year's Pro Tour, and then Capcom's gonna invite the other sixteen. We have a total of thirty-two. And I guess they're gonna play it out on um on TBS. I mean, two hundred fifty thousand dollars just to play Street Fighter. Shit. I gotta get my game up. That's not some bad scratch right there. That's not bad. <laughs> that's more people. That's more than what some people make in a year. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So and so this is gonna be live broadcast through them. So it, yep, pretty much it's the ultimate stream, guys. No, I'm playing. <laughs> but it, it more or less is when you think about it, because you know. It's Street Fighter, and it's on television. Um, but I, th- I think this is like what they're. This is like TBS 
Um, like it's kind of weird that the reason why I call it the most redneck channel is because literally just because I I would never in a million if someone told me five years ago that TBS is gonna start putting on video games as shows <laughs> as a esports show, I would laugh at you until you go sit down and never speak to me again. What <laughs> because, do they air on TBS? Um, mostly dramas and stuff like that, and like shows that you probably will hear about six years from now that apparently was great, but we don't know. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of old like you know movies from the '90s and the '80s and stuff like that. Some and, and a few movies from like the, the 2000s and shit. Um, but I I never thought that TBS would be the place to go and watch live broadcasts of esports, you know, because I I thought that you know. ESPN will be the place to do that. But I guess it kind of makes sense because I don't watch ESPN and I don't think I like frequent TBS at all ever. <laughs> so maybe hey, lost G4. So yeah, we need something, right? So who knows? Maybe, Hey, it could be people from G4 ended up at like somebody from TBS ended up there. I mean, from G4 ended up at TBS and now, you know, pitched this idea and I guess it worked because I think they did something um last year with nba 2k or 16 or whatever it's called um mm-hmm. uh, they had like kobe bryant there and everything they, they had like some heavy hitters there and um which was like shocking to me i was like what the fuck is happening right now <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, just, it was so weird there's a lot of tournaments that be going on that we don't really hear of unless you really follow the game itself right yeah yeah i, I mean it it's it seems to be working it seems like they keep doing it um they are able to get, you know, big names to attach to these things. So either they're, either they're spending way too many, too much money getting these big names or they're doing it right. <laughs> I mean, it's just that my precipitate on this part right here is like, they're spending money doing it kind of right. But it's like that right now, I just hate the fact that uh, the way they're making some of these games right now, they're making mm. it towards pro players, not towards the casual gamer. You know, so it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, when you buy these games, you, you're gonna feel like left out or something. Because I could Street Fighter Five is a perfect example. Like when they released it, it was mostly online. Mm. Um, there's no arcade mode. Just mostly practice or go online and fight against somebody. Nothing to do from there. So it was like, a pro player would be like, yeah, this game is great. I can just keep practicing, practicing, go online, fighting other people. Cash player, right. I want to play against my friend side by side. You don't want to play some arcade mode. Right, <laughs> you know, so it was like I, I just hope, like you know, when when um these games are going to the esports era, that they don't forget about the casual gamers. You know that that's for all the games, shooters and fighting games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that happening in a way because it does make it seem a bit unattainable at some point. You know, um, you because I mean I'm an avid gamer and stuff like that. I don't I don't play um fighting games because I just don't have the time to sit and learn all that <laughs> stuff. Um, there's nothing against anybody who has the time to do If you have the time to do so, like I, I say, if you have the time to sit there and learn all these characters or uh, your favorite character, all their moves and stuff, um, try to make money from it. Enter into the local <laughs> tournaments. You know, I, I you know, this here is like try to do something with it. You know, stream it all the time and who knows, you might get something out of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love... I love fighting games, but I would have to sit there for hours and hours to get good at a character. Never mind all the characters. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm still trying to get good just playing Overwatch. <laughs> I'm trying to learn all the characters, but as of right now, I'm only sticking with like three that I like to rotate with. Mm. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Like I've when it, like for me those games are I find them boring because you know they don't do much else besides what they're just like arena battles and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Which is which is fine, but like I said, that's just my opinion. <laughs> so, you know, you don't. I'm not dissing anybody's love for these type of games. If you love them, you like that sort of um, sort of uh, gameplay and stuff like that. Go right ahead. More fun to you, man. But yeah. Um. So this Street Fighter game, that I guess broadcasts. When is this supposed to be on exactly? Or has it been on already? I see. I see a. Oh, okay. So apparently it's going to be March 27th to the 30th live coverage um, on TBS. Um, and the the preliminary rounds will probably air on 31st at 10 p.m. Eastern. So get ready for that, guys. Are you ready for some, you know how they say you're ready for some football? What do you say for video games? Are you ready for some don't, don't, don't uh, try. nerds? Hmm? <laughs> But you said I didn't hear you. No, I was saying, don't, don't think about it. I was like, don't think about it. <laughs> don't think about it. He's like, okay, you can't see you're ready for some football. So, yeah, well. <laughs> we shall see. Well, I hope whoever wins the 250 grand. Um, could you give us some money? That'd be great. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about you all the time. We'll make sure we have a gaming. In, in the gaming segment, we'll always talk about your exploits for at least six months. And that's all you get, though. For that, so you know, I'm just saying, just sponsorship. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> anyway, guys, we've come to the end of the show. Um, don't forget to check out uh, GameRebellion.com. That is where you can find our all the episodes that we do there, um, along with other podcasts and incredible uh, written articles. You know, if you love retro gaming, they have a lot of stuff on there. Uh, I would say that's their specialty, but they also do other things as well. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music Play. So subscribe to whichever one you feel you know you love the best. We're just every or your favorite podcast um, catcher that you use on whatever phone you use. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can find us. It's pretty easy. Look for Pondering Nerdcast. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook as well. Just look for Pondering Nerds. Look for the really funky logo. Um, and that's where you're at. And then you can even talk to some of us in, well, not in person, but, you know, online. But um, anyway, we love you for listening. Until next time, guys. Bye for now. Bye, guys. Later. Three seashells.